Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Good day, Nicole Cox. Good day to you, fine sir. (laughs) Not many people call me sir. I get very uncomfortable when I am called ma'am. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I once called, I don't know, occasionally you'll go into a shop and somebody will call you ma'am or if you go to a swanky hotel or something. But I once called um, a staff member Madam, and this is it back in my retail days. Holy moly, I will never live that one down. Did she <laughs> go off her rocker? Wow. I'm not a madam, I'm not a prostitute, blah, blah, blah. It was ridiculous. So there you are. Right, that was her interpretation. Apparently so. Speaking Sex. of interpretations. Oh. <laughs> so um, the dirty D word, Coxie, we're talking today, listeners. It's the last in our little uh, three-part mini-series on Subby's Loving Builders or Getting Some Builder Love. Getting builders, Some Builder Love. Get get Some Builder Love. There you go. We came up with builders the builders really do want to love their subbies. They really do. Do they? Do they, they want to really love them? do. They do. Okay. I promise you. <laughs> they don't want to call them madam, though. No. So uh, the dirty D word when it comes to working f- with builders. Well, work in general, regardless, I think. Obviously, these principles are universal, listeners. You know, don't yeah. just think that you can only apply them when working with builders. You, you should definitely be learning how to woo your target audience. And uh, as the second part in yesterday's episode, we talked about professionalism. That's mm-hmm. probably something that's fairly universally applicable in business, Coxie. Oh, I think so. <laughs> and today we're talking defects. It's a big one. I hate defects. Look, nobody likes defects, but they happen, right? Mm. Doesn't matter which way you look at it, stuff goes wrong. Even Shit with happens. your internet. Oh, is it breaking? No. <laughs> Again. But uh, it has consistently done that for about the last, I don't know, 20 years. So defects, Coxie, what is a defect? Something that went wrong. It might be a major problem or it can be a minor one. It might be a bit of... A drip of paint on the wall that needs to be rectified. It's something that needs to be fixed. Wrong according to who? Well, that's a really good question. Clearly, obviously not to the subcontractor that's been called back on it. Otherwise, they would have identified it in the first place. But obviously to the client or to the builder, that is a defect. It needs to be rectified. Mm. It always seems like such a dirty word and such an awful thing to have. And it's spoken about in a, a tone of... Almost that if a builder defects anything, then they're just a dirty dog and they're just out to make the subbies' life difficult and they're being unreasonable and setting their expectations way too high. Um, But in reality, and if you've listened to the other two episodes in this little mini-series, you'll get where we're going here is that's something that's just going to make the builder's life more difficult. Now... If you don't um, get on with the builder you're working with 
and that's consistently the tone of communication and the way the relationship is going, maybe you're just not the right fit. Mm. Uh but in reality, this whole issue around defects, from my perspective, Coxie, as a non-builder, uh, and I'm pretty sure you'll have a, <laughs> a solid perspective on this, is that it's just the builder preempting any issues that they will have with the client, who, if you think the builder's picky, wait till you actually deal with the client. Mm. And a lot of you would have dealt with you know, direct-to-client um, situations listening to this podcast where they just some people just have incredibly high and sometimes even unrealistic standards and expectations so the whole defect process um, can actually work really well and and I'm working with a couple of our clients Coxie our, our tradepreneurs that are doing a really good job as sub trades of being proactive with the defects and the builders are flawed they just can't believe that someone would do that so because it just doesn't happen <laughs> but it can and that can be one of your points of difference which is the point of today's conversation so defects happen it doesn't matter how good you are at what you do it could be somebody else's interpretation of what they're seeing it might be that there is a legitimate issue it might even be have been caused by a different trade after you were on site but you need as a subcontractor you need a robust defects policy you need to have a policy with how you're going to deal with these things so this isn't to say that you're going to just do as you're told every single time there's a problem with the builder if that issue isn't your issue or you didn't create the issue it's actually okay to robustly say no i'm not going to fix that i didn't cause that problem xyz is the reason but if you are responsible for that problem and you're talking to how you're going to rectify the defect your builder is going to be overwhelmed with how simple you're making that process and again more likely excuse me, more likely to get you back on site to do the next job because you made a breeze of any of the issues that came up. Mm. You're making it so much easier for the builder to want to work with you moving forward because there will be mistakes. You know, the, the fix-out crew will come through and knock a hole in the plasterboard or the electrician will put a hole in the wrong spot trying to locate the wires that the plasterer didn't stick out of the wall before he sheeted the wall or the fall might not be quite right when the tiler does the tiling. Regardless of what the issue is, if you have a policy, if you have a way that you standardly deal with the issues at hand, your builder knows exactly what to expect from you. They know that you're going to rectify within three working days. They know that they will organise the trades that need to come in after them to finish off their bit and sort that financially out if required. Or they know that you will make an appointment with the customer direct to do it in the after the handover period. Whatever it is that you are happy to do, if you have that documented out in a policy that you're able to share, you become so much easier to work with and your life is so much easier as the subcontractor because you know exactly what you're responsible for and what you're not. It's a, it's a simple uh, idea that can really create a massive change in the way you do your business. Hmm. I think a lot of it uh, from observation goes back to setting expectations at the start mm -hmm. and it's a bit like that dating example you know you you go ask the girl or the guy out and uh you end up hitting it off and starting a relationship and then they find out that you i don't know you've got more hair on your back than a than a woolly mammoth <laughs> and you know they didn't expect that 
there's going to be a level of disappointment uh, or shock, perhaps. <laughs> they might subtly leave a tub of wax on the bench. <laughs> but if there's a, as you say, Coxie, if, if that expectation is set from the start, mm. a lot of the time I don't think the issue is so much that there's a defect. It's that there's inconsistencies or pushback with how it's handled. Um, and we've got a couple of subbies who actually pretty much self-defect. Yes. And then send that through. It's like going to the, the headmaster and saying, mm. excuse me, sir, um, can I have a word with you in your office? I uh, just wanted to let you know that I've graffitied the uh, south wall of the toilet block <laughs> uh, and I'll be, um, I'll be painting over that tomorrow because uh, I realised that that was the wrong thing to do. You, your punishment is likely to be much less than if you graffiti it lie about it, get found out, and dragged up to the office. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's just it's just fessing up to things that didn't go to plan. And I suppose it loops back to yesterday's episode, Coxie, of professionalism, where it's mm. like, you know, pick up the phone. Hey, man, I've just done a whip around after my guys are done and I've noticed this. Mm. Um, just wanted to give you a heads up before you turn up on site the Savo or at the end of the week or before the client comes out and finds it. Uh, so that everyone's prepared mm. and then go back to that process you talked about where it's like, obviously we're going to fix it up or can I meet you on site so we can chat about it? Cause I don't reckon it was my boys. Yeah. Um, but clearly you're going to think it was cause we were here, but I reckon someone else has dropped welding splatter in the bathtub. Hmm. And it's okay. I think the biggest point here is one that you've made. As builders, we expect defects. We're bound by defects with our clients. It's an expected part of the process, regardless of where you fit in this building system. There will be mistakes. There will be faults. There'll be defects. And so they need to be rectified. And that's really all we care about. What's the plan for rectifying them? I don't want to see you out of pocket. If it's not your fault, I'm quite happy to go and talk to the next person or find who is at fault and get it rectified. But if you are at fault or your team is at fault, then we need to get it rectified and we need to get it done ASAP. And I want you to make my life easier by explaining to me how you're going to get that done so I don't have to chase you every day until it's done. Make mm. it simple. Just communicate to me what went wrong. Communicate to me how you're going to fix it. Do it right from the beginning of the relationship with your builder. If you lead with your defects policy, it doesn't mean that you shit at what you do. It means that you care about the outcome. You care about the quality of your work so much you've taken the time to create a defects policy. And here it is. This is how we're going to make your life easier at the end of each job if there's any problems that come up. And then, as you said, Warwick, walk through. Do it yourself before the builder gets to site. Present him with him or her with this is what went wrong. This is what went right. Hey, it took a bit longer than we thought. We, you know, there, there was a problem. I'm the plasterer and the walls weren't quite straight. Something we spoke about with our painter that we, we work with recently. Before you even start work, if that plastering work looks cruddy, before you even put paint on the wall, call the builder and let them know because mm. then it's not your fault. He can come out, he can choose. I'm speaking he's here, but he or she can choose to come out and inspect prior to you doing your job and having to fix your job when it's not your fault. It's like the hire car. If you don't have a look at it before you drive off the lot and then tell the company about it, you're going to get pinned with it. Absolutely. Even if it was the wash, the, the person in the wash bay. So it's just that proactivity around defects and 
and not being scared of the fact that, as you said, Coxie, I think it's a really good point, and probably my biggest takeaway is defects happen and they're going to happen. It's un- it's unrealistic to think that any job will go perfectly and that everyone will be 100% happy with every single thing mm. from start to finish on a project. It's just not reality. Um, it's more about getting on the front foot, accepting that they ha- <clears throat> they happen. And I think from a subbie's point of view, if you're listening to this, you need to have that process in place to you know protect yourself from spurious claims from clients mm. as well, not just builders, but... You know, if the client is saying, I want that entire um, area of pool coping ripped up and redone, then <laughs> you don't want to be the person who's getting stung with that because no. you didn't have a process in place and a pre-agreed level of commitment and standard as far as dealing with defects. So I think it it's both, works both ways, Coxie. Mm, most definitely. And all of this, I think, is as much about protection of you and your business as a subcontractor as it is about finding ways to work with builders. Absolutely. These are markers of good trade businesses full stop. It's just that with all this money around at the moment, we wanted to dispel some of those myths of all builders being bastards or they're out to make your life difficult or to take your money off you or make you fix stuff that isn't your fault. So very much this is about protecting you all as business owners. And like anything, there is a minority that gives the majority a bad name. Definitely. Um, But we don't have to assume that the minority is representative of everybody. So just because there are some builders out there that have some questionable practices, there's also plumbers, tilers, electricians, roofers, uh, glaziers, you know, floor sanders, painters that have, you know, given the rest of you a bad name. Mm. And they're the minority. Um, so it's it's the same for any business, accountants, bookkeepers, mechanics, like you name it. There's someone who's done something dodgy. We're humans. Humans are prone to that sort of stuff for a small percentage of the population. Um, most builders, certainly in our experience, Coxie, most builders are just trying to do exactly what you're doing, listeners, if you're a subby. They're just trying to feed their family, keep their clients happy, make some money, and have less stress than they had yesterday. Absolutely. Um, and so if you sent a schmooze letter out that said, hey, uh, I'm just trying to do this and I'm looking for builders who want to do the same, could we have a chat? And then you turned up in your polo shirt um, and tucked it into your shorts uh, and didn't have sauce in your beard or whatever and didn't smell like, <laughs> you know, three weeks ago's shower that you should have had. Uh, and show a bit of professionalism and then work with your builder as a partner and have a process and just some basic systems in place, I think you'd be surprised how much work you'd end up getting flooded with from builders because it's like, hey, man, I've heard about you. Um, we need you on our jobs. And Coxie's nodding her head off her shoulders. <laughs> yeah, because I suspect she's made some of those phone calls over the years to subbies. Mm. I've had a few in my time, but that's it. I think you've put a perfect bow on it. That's, that really summarizes the point we're trying to get across in this series today. So thank you for doing so, so eloquently. <laughs> You're welcome. And thank rant. you for letting me just jump right in and do that without <laughs> asking. <laughs> Did it well. Thank you. Well, um, Coxie, thank you so much for sharing your insight and inside knowledge on mm-hmm. builders and I guess what makes it easier to work with you as a uh, as a class of people, builders. It's funny, isn't it? It's like there's this whole other yeah. um, species 
Apparently so. At least that's the way I was brought up. Builders and subbies. Um, yes. Subbies listening to this, hopefully you got some tips out of that or some ideas that you hadn't thought of before. Uh, maybe it's just uh, giving you a bit of uh, validation that the path you're on is, is a good one. Mm. Stick with it, please, because um, the builders out there need more subbies like you. And if you can teach a few more subbies to do the same, <laughs> the world would be a happy place. And honestly, go out there and get it. That's that's really what it comes down to. I'm already hearing some negative conversations about, oh, well, you know, things are still going to slow down. And it's like there's money out there. There's... there's uh, there's a buzz. People are looking for ways they can get money out of the government. People can't help themselves. Consumers can't help themselves. There's free mm. money. They want it. And they will find a way to do it. And if that means spending $150,000 on a renovation, they'll find a way to make that happen. Very true. So be a part of that and um, make the most of it. If you're not sure how to get started, as always, hit us up here at Tradies in Business Coxie and I actually do this for a living, so apart from a free <laughs> podcast that you're listening to now, congratulations on uh, getting some free tips. We take this to the next level through things like the Trade Desk, uh, which is our subscription um, service that teaches you how to suck less at all of this and how to implement some of the small changes that are going to make a big difference. The Drawing Board, which is our fantastic mastermind groups, where there's half a dozen people like you listening to this all sitting on a board, Coxie and me steering the ship and um, supporting each other to to really think next level and be full-on business people. And then, of course, there's our tradiepreneurs who are working with Coxie and I one-on-one, customized business coaching, 100% commitment from both sides um, to really get stuff uh, cranking in your business and um, you know maybe get that business that works without you so that you can kick back and take a holiday every once in a while. Wouldn't uh, that be nice? So go to the website, tradiesinbusiness.com.au, um, hit the work with us page and you'll find out all the different ways we can get you a little bit more support than a free podcast. Um, apart from that, Coxie, thanks again and uh, give us some feedback if you like this little series and you'd like us to dig into any other issues around subbies, builders, um, regulation, safety, processes, whatever, hit us up. We're always keen for uh, feedback from you as a listener. So thanks again. Hooroo. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.